Hello and welcome to arguably the most special episode we're ever going to have on this podcast. We got the big fish. We got the big one. We got the godfather. We got Christian Tutska, the man, the myth, the legend, the founder, the cult leader of High Rocks to come onto our show. Boys, we fucking made it. It's happened. I'd, I'd say this it. is arguably our our best. Well, no, it is our best episode. Oh, best yeah, ever. Yeah, yeah. Best ever guest. That's for sure. I mean, we'll let you guys decide on uh, how good do you think the episode is. Personally, I thought it out was out of this world. They said he said, well, if I can't get my fucking words out, he said some absolutely incredible bombshells, which I had no idea about. You had no idea about. Mm. There was some really good content. Um, yes. Nice. Tom's forgotten the content. Oh, yes. <laughs> yes, we. Um, so well, we we don't want to give too much away because we want you to listen in. But we discussed everything from what exercises didn't make it into the official Hyrox workout that they tried out uh, when they were testing the idea. We will talk about the PFTs and potentially how those are going to be changing in the years to come. We also talked about what else to talk about. We talked about um, running outdoors, mm. New York. Mm. That was an interesting one, and also Christian's dream. High Rocks athlete or competitor who no, we'd love to have No, do. we're actually releasing that in part two. Oh, yeah, okay. But that, that brings us very nicely unintentionally into what we were going to say. Boys and girls, ladies and gents, this is such a big guest and such a big episode. We split it up in two. So you're getting part one now, but if you show us enough love, who knows? There might be another episode drop this week. Dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun, dun. You're going to hold it from them. Keep them, keep them waiting. Always leave them wanting more. It's going to well, be good. Look, I'm, I'm going to be really upfront and honest. If we get enough love, if we get enough support on the pod, if we get enough interaction on our Instagram, we will drop it on Friday as a Friday treat. How's Ooh. that? Oh. Right. Two minutes plus intro. That's way too long. Rock zone in. Ben loves this phrase. Hi guys, welcome to episode 22 of The Rock Zone. Uh, believe it or not, uh, the boys have actually ventured into the city. Uh, the boys are back in town, quite literally, in this episode. Uh, we were actually down at High Rocks HQ, uh, near Oxford Circus in London. And believe it or not, Max's prayers have been answered from the previous episode, because we're actually sitting down today with Christian Tutska. Christian, hello, welcome to the podcast. Hello, my friends. <laughs> Thank you very much. <laughs> That's all right, it's fantastic to have you here. Yeah, well, I think uh, the first thing, the first order of business, Christian, is uh, from all of us. Thank you so much for creating High Rocks. Thank you so much for <laughs> participating in it. Yeah, that was the whole idea of doing that. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm not sure if you necessarily anticipate it to be growing this quick and this fast, but it just seems like it's exploded over the last year or so. Yeah. Now it's it's absolutely amazing. I mean, you kind of dream about scenarios like that but you never really plan with it and then of course I mean you know we had this little pandemic which was yeah. slowing yeah. us down a little bit yeah the little little pandemic that <laughs> kind of happened uh, <laughs> which so of course we went we had a great start and then this thing came and then everything stopped immediately but now since this seems to be more or less like behind us it's it's really really kicking off yeah it's amazing touch wood that that episode is done for humankind uh, don't don't want to go back to two years of lockdown um mm. anytime mm. soon but um 
I mean, did you ever anticipate yourself becoming a cult leader? Because that's essentially <laughs> what you've created here. You've got thousands and thousands of fanatic people that look up to you as the the godfather of uh, this new fitness movement. So, I mean, how does that make you feel, cult leader? Yeah, it's it's. I mean, I have to say, I'm I'm, I'm in this business for quite a long time, like with like creating sport events and stuff like this, and I created a couple of nice concepts and, and new events and little new approaches to events like before but I never actually in, in like literally started a new sport uh, and, and then like an event format that was absolutely not existing so uh, and now to see that so many people are joining in and uh, participating in the events or I mean, the last highlight at the end of the season, Las Vegas, and you see that so many people are traveling out to Las Vegas, which is not around the corner, no. was, uh, is, ex- makes you extremely proud and motivates you to really keep going. And, and, and you believe, okay, there's something, apparently we do something right with this product. And uh, now it's amazing. And I remember in Las Vegas, there were some moments where you really had goosebumps. Yeah. How it has evolved so quickly from something that was basically an idea to something that really matters a lot for, for people. Yeah. You're right. It's, it's really sort of evolved so quickly and it's still growing at such a phenomenal pace. Obviously, last year, the, the Vegas championships happened and now we're actually going to be able to experience them in Manchester this well, year. Indeed, yeah. yeah. What goes into... Sorry to jump right into the nitty-gritty yeah. on it, but like... What actually goes into sort of deciding a world championship location? Is there what sort of factors sort of help you understand? Okay, strategically, we're going to explore this area. Yeah, it's a very good question. So first of all, we, of course, the world championships are a little tool to support like emerging markets or new markets. Or uh, and one rule we have so far is that. Probably in the future, we will go back and forth from North America to Europe and back to North America to make it fair for everyone uh, who loves high rocks. But So sometimes they have to travel short and then the, the, the next year, the Europeans have a, a very short way. That's, that's in the moment one rule. And then it has a lot to do with... And we had a lot of discussions about this. So do you go to a new city like like Las Vegas, where we have never done an event, which of course makes a lot of sense because in, for the World Championships, you don't actually pull the people from the local market. Apparently, they're all traveling in. So you, if it's a very attractive city for a weekend trip or whatever, it can make a lot of sense. Uh, we had quite a number of discussions about this. Uh, on the other hand, the venue, I think, is very important. Uh, and so Las Vegas was a, a good venue from the size, etc., but it was... A relatively traditional convention hall, right? Nothing very special. And Manchester, for us, brings everything together right now. It's 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 the most successful market. Um, I think also Manchester has a size of a city where I believe the three days in May, at the end of May, we will be one of the number one uh, things going on in Manchester. Yeah. 
I think we take over the whole city center. Uh, yeah, we will see a much bigger crowd than in Las Vegas, and I think we already talked to the city; they want to put up branding everywhere. Really? Oh That's wow! Cool. So on the streets, so it will be like kind of a takeover, yeah. and you will see yeah. every hotel will be full with people full of because of high roads will be full of athletes. Every restaurant, every bar, because everything is right in the center, right? Yeah. The, the, and the venue is amazing. The Manchester Central is one of the most beautiful ones we have on the circuit. Uh, and comparing it with Las Vegas, Las Vegas, there's so much going on that, I mean, you can have an event with 100,000 people and it's just one event. Uh, there's another 100,000 event down and, the road. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, 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 yeah and we course. thought this is a nice next step to really take over like a city which is not it's still Manchester, it's not super, it's not like small or something, right? But uh, that would create a different kind of atmosphere. So, yeah, different factors why we thought it's a good time to go to Manchester this time. That's a fantastic answer. Yeah, it's going to be such a sort of cultural phenomenon when the whole city is leaving, living and breathing it yeah. uh, for those three days. I think with the idea that obviously last year it being based in the US, uh, there were a lot more sort of US athletes yeah. there. Yeah. compared to what hopefully in Manchester we're going to see a lot more European athletes compete For sure. so, so do you think that the yeah like us yeah. three yeah that's the plan anyway if it goes to plan that would be great um, do you think the times are going to be faster this year do you think we're going to see new records be broken because of that because people haven't been able to compete for financial reasons traveling across to America last year well maybe uh, one thing is clear, well, the really strong, like the fastest times, athletes that, can, that think they can win the world championships, I think they all have more or less been in Las Vegas. Uh, but, I mean, we, every year we see that the, the times are getting faster because people know now for much longer time to specifically to train for that and you learn better and you have, maybe you do this now for two years or three years. So the average amount of athletes is getting faster. Uh, I mean, we had Basel, the first event, mm -hmm. and we had three world records, wow. which uh, is totally amazing. But you see it. There were all athletes that are doing this now for three years. So they're not coming out of the blue. So they, have know, they know now exactly what they have to do in the off-season to be suddenly to come to the start line and be that fast. And I think we, it will grow across the season and we will probably see very fast racing in Manchester for sure yeah it's gonna be wicked I think the um the only other thing I'd quite like to poke at with the Manchester event is obviously when people got their call up to Vegas they got uh, like you're going to Vegas baby um what what do you think the uh the email that's going to go out when you go oh you're off to Manchester like, is there a certain slogan the team's got in mind? Or I, I, to give you some context, yeah. we've been having some beef with other podcasts about <laughs> what that could be. So there's like uh, to get it straight from yourself, if you've got anything in mind. I mean, our one was putting Manny on the map. Yeah, Manny on the map, which is a local phrase. So it, yeah, yeah. We, and this is, I mean, but that's what you usually pick up. I have to say, we haven't decided on that yet, communication-wise. Okay. And, uh, yeah, it has not this worldwide known yeah. slogan. But, look, you have one of the two most well-known, most popular football teams in the world. Like, everyone knows Manchester because of that, as one reason. Yeah, yeah. So it's not that it's like, oh, never, many people have never heard about uh, the, the city. So, um, yeah, but I, I don't know yet. But that, that sounds like a good 
That sounds like a good idea, actually. That's exactly what we wanted to hear. Cool. Um, yeah. So another question that we had, Christian, was okay. I guess going back to the 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 race itself and the the exercises that you have. Obviously, those eight exercises you've you've chosen, yeah. or the you know the Hyrox team have chosen in particular, um, and it feels like it's designed for being this well-rounded athlete that's able to compete in all these different disciplines. But I guess where what what was the genesis of those, and I think more importantly for me at least, why the hundred wobbles? Like where did that idea come from in the end? That's a very good question. Because uh, that's a horrible. So people question. think. <laughs> came together like in a very random way or whatever it's it's it, it's actually the opposite of that so we put some principles down and or when i started to think about it 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 was clear we we want to create something that is very different to crossfit even for some people when you're not really in the details it sometimes looks like that but we are totally different it's a totally different kind of training and and we would if you do this every day you look very different as an athlete than a crossfitter or an Ironman athlete or a runner. So we put a lot of principles down. One was that to make this very inclusive, it's around the seven natural movements. They are really defined. So like everyone can push something, everyone can carry something. So even you come to an Hyrox event for the first time in your life, you can push a sled. It might take you a long time, but technically, you can do that. Uh, there, there are fine aspects to this, but how you, it's smarter to do it that way, that way, but you naturally can push something. So that was the first like principle that all the workouts have to be based around that. Then it has to be judgeable, which is still a big thing, of course. Mm -hmm. We are not there where we want to be, but just to be able to make it as fair as possible, you you rule, you automatically rule out quite a lot of potential workouts because mm. uh, if you need one referee for, or one judge for every athlete at every workout station, it will create a lot of problems to find that many people mm. to do that. And uh, we have it only at the wall balls where people do the counting. Yeah. So we had to, that ruled out a couple of other options. Um, then we, Sorry, what were the what were the other options that didn't make it? Mm. No, then okay, I have to, I continue. Then we said <laughs> we want a competition that because we have a lot of women and we mm. want to reach, we want to come to a point where we have fifty fifty participants. So some workouts naturally, like ninety nine percent of the women or ninety five percent of the women can't do because of the genetics. Mm. So, like, we had monkey bar, but for a long time it was one of the options. And oh, cool. many women struggle. Mm. They can be super fit, but simply because the grip strength and blah, 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 yeah. blah, it's, it's really hard for them to do that. Uh, so that was a, one of the reasons we had f flipping a tire was, uh, yeah. was one of the workouts where we thought that might be an option. Yeah, big tractor tire sort yeah. of thing, yeah. Awesome. Uh, then we... We had long discussion. We also wanted to create, and then the health aspect was always very important of what we are doing. So how do we avoid that people really get injured during the events, but also in training and, and when you do something. And lifting uh, like tires, like heavy 
truck tires is, is, is a little the same thing like doing deadlifts. If you don't do this right, you can really hurt your back, especially when you when the fatigue kicks in and mm. you are tired and you're like, oh, I have to be fast, etc. <laughs> so we said, ah, we don't think this is the smartest idea. There are other ways why the sleds came in where you avoid that and you still have a very hard like mm. strength element mm. uh, as part of the competition. Uh, then why 100 warboards? Yeah. There was a much longer discussion. Why eight kilometers of running and not yeah. ten? Why not twenty times five hundred? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> why, why eight workouts? Why not nine? Yeah. So we did endless testing with a mm. different, very different group of people. Mm. So I did it to represent the very old people, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, from like super trained athletes mm. to average people, women. So we had always like a group of eight, nine, ten people then. Mm did the test, we had kettlebell swings, we tried a lot of stuff. And then we tried also how much volume mm. does work. Because you have to find a, a fine line that it's, it's still doable for people, it's not too hard. It, we also wanted to create something where you know you don't need to do these three hour training shifts to yeah. be able to be at the event because it's not good for your social life. Uh, also, it's, it starts getting, unhealthy when you do it when you have to do this very very long shifts etc so we tested all of that out and uh, we there's also a lot of sports science involved so where everything that goes north of two hours it becomes generally a little problem for average more average people uh, and yeah and then we without because of all the tests etc we ended up with these eight kilometers and eight workouts um, because we thought that's the perfect mix. It's not too short. It's not too long. It's, it's of course it's a very tough, brutal challenge. It takes sucks everything out of your body, uh, but you still can do it. I mean, we have a, like a ninety-eight percent of the people finish, right? I love that statistic. Yeah, we, we, we found that. Yeah, ninety-eight. Like, of course, the time goes from fifty-five minutes to three and a half hours, so it's it's a long. But ultimately, who cares if you complete it, right? You've, you've no, no. That's yeah. in the first place. It's about finishing the whole thing, yeah. and that should be hard enough to make everyone proud that they crossed the finish line. The whole achievement itself. That this is that this makes you proud and, and people when you talk to your friends and family and they say oh my god uh, respect you did this this is amazing when they hear what what the competition is built of many people would say oh I can't do this this is unbelievable that you finished it yeah I think that's the the really interesting thing with High Rocks for me is the community aspect and a lot of people that race I mean, there are the percentages that race for times for the world championships, that side of thing. But a lot of the majority of races are racing against themselves for that sort of belief that they've been training with an objective in mind to get there. How do you see the community? Like if you take a look at what you've built and the individuals that you're drawing to these events and giving focus to, is there anything that you would sort of acknowledge or look towards to improve? Like how, what's your current perspective on the community? No, first, the community is great. It's, um, we want to grow it. We want to see like a very global, very, very diverse community where people are coming from everywhere in the world, every color, every gender, whatever it is. So first of all, because we all can do that. Mm. Um, and every body type can do it. That's why we, that's why we created the fitness uh, race for everybody. 
uh, which is you don't need to just super thin or massively bulky or whatever. Like we we, diff, we see very different kinds of body types at the events, right? Mm. Um, no, I think communities grow with by time. Mm. We it, it's not just we we, are, we I think it's not our job to push the community like everywhere. We we our job is to give tools a little bit to the community. That, But then we need people like what you guys do, these kind of podcasts, and then that the people start to meet and train together, and they work, they come up with their own ideas and to train, whatever, to do something in the park, to uh, to maybe come up with their own competitions, etc. Um, that that will make the community even stronger, and will keep well, will keep the people or will motivate the people even more to spend time with, with this whole thing. What we want in the end is that people live a healthier lifestyle, that they work out some more, some less, but the most important is that you get off the couch and you, you do something. And I believe that was always a very, very high principle for us, that we create something what we believe is probably one of the most healthiest mm. way to train. Uh, and yeah, if we can convince more people to join in for this, it will be a great, a great yeah, outcome. Yeah, a hundred percent. I think the for us at least, our our entry to the community was through the PFTs and the PFT yeah. tour. Like, what yeah. sort of role do you see peripheral events that aren't the main events? What do they? How do they sort of exist in the the world of high rocks? Like, what's your perspective on them? Is there anything that you could do to enhance those? Is there, are there any plans for more PFT style sort of workouts? Yeah, so PFT is a super, super important tool for us, which we started two years ago, especially in new markets. And uh, and now we're establishing this. This is like the first step into a, a real high rocks event, right? It's, it's apparently much shorter, so it's a little less barrier to, to do it. And for many people, it's the first time ever uh, that they somehow are doing something for time and, and their result is going into a ranking. Uh, but um, we, so one idea is, and we had a discussion already in, in the off season, if, that probably in the future we will change the PFT from time to time, oh. so that everyone has a new motivation to to do it again. Uh, but people can continue to do the old PFT as well. So after a while, you you have like different kind of PFTs. So the next one will be very different with different elements oh. we're putting in. Um, so is it almost like by season, like this season's PFT, or is it even more frequent than that? Yeah, probably maybe like, yeah, a season PFT kind of system. Now we, we decided to go one more year with the same PFT because we are still in, in very young in many markets mm -hmm. and we are entering new cities that have never done it before. So we thought, okay, let's go for one more year because it works really well. People know exactly how to do that. But I guess like next, after the end of this season, we will probably then think about a new one. Wow. Uh, which works different. Bring in some monkey bars, maybe. <laughs> yeah, there will be also, I think we might put something in that's not part of the competition, oh, wow. but which okay. still is part of the, of how we train, right? And yeah. Do you have a short uh, list of 
No, not yet. Not yet. Uh, yeah. That's what I'm not allowed to. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm, I'm creating expectations, yeah. and then we take something very different. Yeah. What sure. we are, and what we also do is that's a great thing. Uh, we are pushing this, and I want to push this more. So we have this. We start doing these high rocks runs, or these the people meet in the park or on a run track. We recently had a couple of ones in London as well. Yeah, we were there. Yeah, great. Right, fit, and so which is so easy to do. We, let's meet in Hyde Park or on this run track and we do a high rock style workout with running and, and, and some functional fitness uh, movement or workouts and that is so successful that we want to establish this more so we, we are kicking this off in New York in Central Park and, and it's very flexible right we can and I have I, this is another tool we want to help to establish because I think that's where the community yeah. can meet again. I think it's it's those sort of events as well. When I, we did the one with Fit in Battersea Park, and yeah. and that's a that's two different worlds coming together. People who use the Fit app and the High Rocks community. Mm. And previously in Battersea Park, again with the runner event, it's like other sort of pockets of fitness culture meeting another pocket of fitness culture. And I guess there's. Do you have any sort of um, headline sort of ambitions for other sort of pockets that you're targeting at all or is it other people in different spaces well the, the, the beautiful thing is that the high rocks combines like more or less every athlete everyone should be doing that for some time or at some part of the year uh, of course look in the beginning there were no high risk communities so we, we were looking at target groups and it was apparently like crossfitters oci athletes triathletes runners predominantly people that that have done or signed up for events mm. before so you know these people love to go to kind of competitions and and, and uh, doing a race yeah, whatever with other people they're almost your easy easy clients to get right because they're so inclined yeah. to do all this stuff anyway it's quite easy to then we switch more to be really focusing on the people that are in the gyms because in the end that's where of course where mm. our community lives and breathes mm. uh, so and now the job is to convince more people that are gym member to to consider something like that and to mm. say oh I can do this as well and, and, to, and to sign up for one of the events mm. and give them a different purpose to go to the gym three times a week or, or four times a week so it's it's changing a little bit and now I had I had an interesting discussion today with a rugby player and he said you know what this is a perfect training and off season for every rugby player because this is a, you combine the same thing like strengths with endurance right mm. uh, so they have to run a lot but they are some big guys and <laughs> yeah. they have to do this and I thought okay that's interesting thought uh, yeah that's fantastic sort of bringing in other um, other different professional athletes that do different things and specifically using it in their off-season, how can High Rocks complement something when they don't have to be as strict to what they usually do? Yeah, correct. So, I think uh, that leads me on to a question that I wanted to ask. Um, when we're talking to our friends and our colleagues, hey man, I'm part of this uh, fitness movement called High Rocks, and then I explain there's 8K of running involved, that always seems to be like the big sticking point of like, oh, 8K, that's, that's so much mm. running. Um, 
What was the the rationale perhaps behind choosing running over something maybe like a bike or doing a row every single time? Because obviously you want to get as many people in there as possible and like running is a fantastic cardio mechanism but what was the what was the rationale perhaps behind doing that that no, was indeed i mean running is the most popular sport in the world that's like there's nothing that is in, in people doing it etc this is is the biggest participation sport of the world and when you go to the gym what uh, most of the people doing at the gym, they run on the treadmill and then they do some workouts. So, I don't know, we never thought about substituting the running with okay. something else. That was almost like clear for us that the running part is like a very important element. So everything of, else of kind of fell into perspective after that. So you have the, the run and then you do the workouts around that. So that's almost like the... Yeah, it was always like more or less clear that that running will be a very important part of that. Uh, so we... for And then it's logistically also, of course, mm. much easier to handle large volumes of people rather than on bikes. Mm. But that's very dangerous because I, my, my previous career was I did a lot of cycling events and so it's they are super fast and you need a fully different kind of setup for that and uh, or you need a lot of equipment which also makes it very very complicated almost impossible. Also, it looks cool having all the people run around exactly like a track, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. yeah. On the actually on that running piece, New York is going to be outdoors. Yeah. We do our homework on this project. <laughs> well, well. um, but yeah, it's going to be outdoors. What, what's the, is, like, is, I guess is there a particular reason for having it as an outdoors um, running event? Yeah, that's very, very super simple. The venue is simply too small. We did it last year, everything indoors, and it was so narrow. And I had the feeling this is not the High Rocks experience. We want to give everyone. And I said, why not? running out just to run is outside why not mm. and it's an interesting experiment because um also first of all in the first of october in new york city it shouldn't it's definitely not minus five degrees mm. uh, it's more the risk that it's very hot uh, mm. and the marathon is in is early november every mm. year right so um and you are not the whole time outside you just run where you anyway are warming up and no, but that's the only explanation of it. Mm. We and of course, why we are not having a bigger venue in New York City? There is no fucking bigger venue <laughs> except the Javits Center, which is a, so crazy expensive. Mm. It's five times more than the, the venue in London, uh, which oh. doesn't make any sense for me. But it's it's absolutely out of this world, and that's why we thought this doesn't make any sense to go there and uh, we are looking for yeah we are always researching in New York the biggest the city with the biggest problems to find the right venue yeah you guys you can't really have like multi-level high rocks events <coughs> you can't have like different four, floors yeah, yeah different floors for different uh, workouts that wouldn't yeah. really work very well we're working on a very interesting solution in New York City but uh, I can't Speak about that today. 
<laughs> that might be the solution for me. Yeah, okay, yeah. We'll keep our, keep our ears, ears tuned. Um, we had, we've done some, well, Detective Max has done a bit of digging. Um, I can't claim this one, but... Um, so the first ever event, if, if we're getting this right, was in Hamburg in 2017. And that was called a Coup Rocks or a yeah. CU Rocks. Yeah. Um, any explanation for, I guess, awesome. that name and then also what, why it changed to High Rocks? Yeah, the name Coup Rocks, the idea was from Curare, it's a Latin word for running. And then we added, we added the rocks because we thought it sounds cool. <laughs> <laughs> and then we got sued. Really? By another brand. Oh, wow. Yeah. What did they do? Infringement of another protected mm. uh, brand. Were they a running brand? No, nothing different. So we thought it was very weird, but it's... Uh, we actually, they got somehow... Uh, yeah, the judgment from the court. It said, yeah, it's, it's too close. Mm. It's very complex, this whole... Prote- intellectual property protection and everything and that was the reason why we had to change the name and which was great because we have now a much better name I was going to say I'm <laughs> yeah, so yeah. glad you said it before I did it sounds yeah, so super, much super better. happy that they did yeah. so, so thank uh, you thank you whoever it was yeah, no, really, thanks guys thank you very much for these guys because that pushed us to work on the name and then I think this is perfect and it's great and it's much better it sounds cool yeah. Sounds much cooler. Yeah, yeah, yeah I totally agree. Yeah, we love to say it. I, I say think it's probably it's probably the most popular word in my in the, in my dictionary of words. Since <laughs> 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 I say a lot, um, um, I yeah. think that's a perfect point to maybe put a quick pause on this. Um, we're really in this conversation, and I think where well, a normal episode is around half an hour. Let's break this up and do a two-parter. Yeah. yeah. Christian, you cool with that? Of course. Of course. Fantastic. So, but we're, getting, but now, we're carrying on. Yeah, those listening now, well, I hope you get on with your day. But um, tune back in in the next episode, which we're going to record right now. So we're having more fun. So yes. we'll, we'll see you soon. <laughs> right. Hello. Sorry for cutting that episode so abruptly there. Um, this is Future Max realising, in hindsight, we may have been able to do a better job outroing that episode but alas we did not and that is why i'm here ben and tom have uh, also left well i guess they're not here so you've just got me um the only thing that i really wanted to use this outro for is uh say once again thank you so much for all the support we've been getting we don't say it enough um it really does mean the world when uh, you reach out and we realize there's a community of people listening to what we actually produce so for all of those that don't know you can find us on instagram under rockzone pod and uh, you can send us an email under hello at the we appreciate any and all engagement so uh yeah keep it coming i hope you've been enjoying part one of this two-parter and uh well hopefully we'll be releasing episode two very soon Stay tuned, Roxanne out.